All right, welcome to the Nets Football Show, episode number 10. Eddie and I have a great show for you. As always, uh, our show is presented by Thrive Fantasy. Guys, it's Masters Weekend, and Thrive has got a lot of prop bets lined up for you. Use the promo code NEST. It's NEST in all caps, N-E-S-T. Uh, with that being said, let's get into the Nest Football Show, episode number 10. Hello? You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? I'm sorry. I thought this was a mess. All right, Eddie. How we doing, my friend? We're doing awesome, doing splendid, and we're ready for a big week in the NFL. Ready to roll, man. Ready to roll. And we're starting off game of the week. It's the biggest game this week, in my opinion. All right, Ed, I'm sending it to you, bud. Cardinals versus Bills. How about you break it down for me? Kyler Murray is an absolute stud. 80 points in the past two weeks. Whenever you're throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, you're bound for good weeks. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins has helped elevate Kyler Murray's game. Um, 40.7 in week seven, 40.6 in week nine, considering he had a bye in week eight. He's been incredible. He's also a dual threat. This guy has been one of the biggest dual threats in the league since Michael Vick. And past three weeks, he's had over 10 carries a game. The Cardinals are really relying on him to run the football and ultimately score them touchdowns. Three touchdowns in the past three weeks for Kyler. And it's going to be a great game. Also, Tredavious White is going to be shadowing DeAndre Hopkins, so that is an interesting matchup to look out for. Um, Tredavious White had six interceptions last season, um, the most in the NFL. He's going up against a very talented DeAndre Hopkins, so we'll see you know, who kind of wins that matchup. Who do you think is going to win that one? I like Tredavious White, personally, because DeAndre Hopkins is coming off a down week, guys, and he only had six points last week, and this Bills passing defense is fourth in the NFL. That's massive, you know? That's a massive hill for D-Hop to climb because he's their only good target. I mean, you got Christian Kirk, you know, who might do something, but I, I really, I'm really interested to see who's going to come out on top this week because the Bills defense is good, man. The Bills defense is good, but... Moving on to the Bills, uh, Josh Allen, he had, had a couple down weeks. So granted, it was against a horrible Seattle Seahawks passing defense, but he had 39.5 points, and because of that, everyone else reaped the rewards. Stephon Diggs, you know, probably the steal of all fantasy drafts, in my opinion. He was going like the fifth round in drafts. He had 20.8 points last week. So, I mean, look, you have two unbelievable quarterback wide receiver duos going at it in Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs versus DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. And I'm interested to see who's going to win the matchup. It's going to be insane. And also note to pick up on is that Stephon Diggs has 63 receptions already. This guy is only going to blow up. Um, Obviously, if he could get the ball into the end zone a little bit more, he only has three touchdowns yeah, in a year. Yeah, he does not score enough He has 91 targets. 91. Through 91 targets through nine weeks. Eddie, in the last three, wait, I'm just going to read you guys his targets. Week 5, 16 targets. Week 6, 8 targets. Week 7, 11 targets. Week 8, 9 targets. And week number 9, 12 targets. Stephon Diggs, he gets so many opportunities. Species getting open. 
His, you know, his ability to, with his speed and his agility, he's able to get open. He's able to basically make defensive backs look like fools out there. Um, he's insane. The Maryland product, um, a guy that was very slept on even in the draft. I'm not even talking about the fantasy football draft. He was slept on in the NFL draft. Teams were overlooking him. He is amazing. And obviously he's wide receiver number four. So he's averaging 18 points a game. He's one of the most reliable wide receivers in the league. Um, obviously, you've reaped the benefits. Really, oh, I love as... Stephon Diggs. I also love how you're bringing it back to his college days. I, I like that. Yeah. He he was he, This guy's been slept on his entire life. It's great to see him doing great. Yeah, Eddie, and like we mentioned about Stephon Diggs and his targets, it's impressive because the second option for the Bills is Cole Beasley, who is an average wide receiver at best. He's very streaky, so that just speaks volumes to how good Stephon Diggs is when you know, he's getting all the all the best coverage from every team each week, and their second option isn't even anything special. Yeah, and even probably the second option in the Cardinals' offense. Christian Kirk has had 20-plus points in the past three weeks. He had 22 at Dallas. Frankly, these matchups were in his favor. Dallas and Seattle, he had 22 and 20. But even versus Miami, he had 23.3. Five for 123 and a touchdown. Um, He's looked solid. Double-digit points since week four at Carolina. He's looked good, and he's definitely a great complement to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, it's definitely good for this Cardinals offense, especially going up against a very good Bills defense to have those kind of options for Kyler Murray. All right, Colts versus Titans. Uh, people didn't realize this, but the Colts were 5-2 and two heading into last week's matchup. They lost, obviously, but this is a 5-3 and three team versus 6-2 and two team. Uh, the only issue for the Colts is I don't really like anybody on their fantasy team. Not at all. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is the only relevant guy on their offense, considering he is running behind a solid offensive line in the Colts. But honestly, he's not getting the carries lately. Last two weeks, he had 11 at Detroit and 6 versus Baltimore. What happened to his volume, Jake? Uh, it's gone. Yeah, a guy who does get the volume, though, Eddie, Derrick Henry. He had only 6.8 points last week. Uh, that's a little troubling for me because this Indianapolis Colts rushing defense is the seventh best rushing defense in the NFL. So that's not good. <laughs> um, but, hey, you know, it could things could open up for him, too, because, you know, you got Ryan Tannehill. He only had 15 last week. He's top 10 in fantasy, and A.J. Brown's been balling recently, so... You know, I expect the Titans to win this game, but from a fantasy perspective, you know, there's really only those, you know, there's Derrick Henry, there's Ryan Tannehill, and there's A.J. Brown. I don't like anybody on the Colts, really. I don't, you know. I don't like Phillip Rivers. I don't like T.Y. Hilton. Fuck Definitely that guy. Definitely not T.Y. <laughs> Hilton, man. Um, but Johnu Smith, The guy too. that has fallen apart in the past four weeks has been Johnu Smith. Obviously, he started out as one of the hottest tight ends. He's still ranked number seven amongst tight ends. But this guy, you know, he's getting two targets in the past two weeks. Um, it's disgraceful. And obviously the 11.2 points last week was inflated because of his touchdown. His first time reaching the end zone since week five versus Buffalo. Um, he's a guy that I'm no longer starting in my lineups. I'm kind of in a toss-up between him and Noah Fant. But obviously with Corey Davis healthy and obviously A.J. Brown healthy as well. Um, it looks really not so good for Johnny Smith against a tough matchup in the Colts. And I'm surprised, too, he's not getting a lot of targets because, like, look, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown, they're 
above average wide receivers, but Ryan Tannehill, he's not like a deep ball quarterback. He's he's not a gunslinger. So I'm surprised like he's not getting those quick short passes up the middle that our boy Carson Wentz loves to throw. You know, I'm surprised that Johnny Smith isn't getting the targets. Yeah, so it's really a toss-up to see who gets the targets each week because even Corey Davis, who was healthy last week, recorded zero receptions on three targets in Week 9 against the Bears. All right, moving on. Um, kind of a stinker of a game. I mean, the Browns are 5-3, and three, but I don't think they're a very good football team. So, stinker, you got the Texans versus the Browns. Um, this Texans defense is awful. The Browns' rushing defense is no great shakes, but... So if you own David Johnson, if he plays, he could have a good week, but he's questionable, so keep an eye on that. Um, but Kareem Hunt, he could go off this week because Baker Mayfield, the best guy he's got to throw the ball to is Jar- Jarvis Landry with Odell out, and he's going to be getting all the coverage. So Kareem Hunt could have a big week this week. Kareem Hunt's been good, you know. He was in the top 10 for running back points before the bye week. He's now 11th, but I mean... He'll get you anywhere from 13 to 20 carries a game, you know. The lowest amount of carries he's had in a game all year is 10. So that's definitely something to watch. Uh, Well, it's not something to watch. I mean, I think Kareem Hunt's a running back number one this week because this Texans rushing defense is awful. Sorry, J.J. Watt. Kareem Hunt's having a big week. But, hey, if same thing, vice versa for the Texans. If David Johnson's healthy, play him because this Browns rushing defense is awful. Kind of weird. These are two teams that you would think would have good rushing defense, right? Also, guy I'm really excited about this week is Will Fuller. Will Fuller had five receptions for 100 yards, averaging 20 um, with 21 points. Um, this is a guy where he's going up against the Browns defense. And the Browns secondary allowing the fifth most fantasy points per game to receivers. He enters this week with boom potential. Um, currently ranked wide receiver 14. He is a guy I really like. And he's... In that kind of wide receiver two, high end, wide receiver one, low end. I agree with that completely. So he's a guy that in years prior, he's been very inconsistent. It's either he has really big weeks or he's a bust. So it's really good to see him have a sense of consistency. I mean, just going down the line here, Minnesota week four, 22, going on a week five, 16, week six, 24, Week 7, 12, and then bounces back in week 9 with 21. So I love Will Fuller this week. You know, I'm a little touch and go with that. All the Texans wide receivers have been doing great as of late. You know, Randall Cobb's been doing good. Um, Brandon Cooks has been doing good. Will Fuller's been doing good. But, you know, I think we got to pump the brakes a little bit on that because this Browns passing defense is the seventh best in the NFL. But, I mean, you still have three guys, so one of them's going to get the points. You know, but, I mean, if I had to pick one of those guys, probably Will Fuller. But I'm not as high as I'm not as high on these Texans wide receivers as you are just because the Browns have a good passing defense. Totally agree. I think one of them is going to really boom, uh, considering that the Browns have a good passing defense. Um, you know, you I also, think with Deshaun Watson, yeah, he's a guy that can really light it up, either on the ground or in the air, so... You know, I personally like Will Fuller. Um. Yeah, you also have Deshaun Watson the ball. Someone's going to get fantasy points. All right, Ed, we're moving on here. Washington football team versus the Lions. Uh, Detroit, nothing. They suck. You don't play anybody on Detroit. Uh, but Hold your brakes there. What, what are you, are you going to say DeAndre Swift? Kenny Galladay? He's questionable. He's, um, six, he's wide receiver 66. You don't play. Look, dude, he's, he's not... 
Yeah, okay, fine. If Kenny Galladay is completely healthy, you play him. But he's not. He's never healthy. I mean, you got Danny Danny. Oh, shut up with Danny Amendola. Show me Danny Amendola's stats. Oh, wide receiver 68. He's behind Kenny Galladay. And he's played every game this season. He's behind Kenny Galladay. (laughs) 15 points in week nine. Better watch out for the kid. Uh, He was Brady's favorite target in the playoffs. But obviously we've moved on. You're not starting Matthew Stafford. If you have a better option, I'm currently starting Justin Herbert over Stafford. Um, DeAndre Swift, another guy to look out for. You know, he's wide Whoa, he's, I didn't know he was up to 18. Okay, yeah. Deion, DeAndre Swift, he's a flex play. you yeah. got to play him with the flex. I didn't realize that. I 13, apologize, guys. 13 carries um, at Minnesota, 12.7 points. He's the guy where he's you know never going to have a high ceiling, but he's always due for you know mediocre week. He'll average... 10 to 20 points a game. And, Eddie, I want to talk about your guys because you haven't yet. Uh, Eddie took a gamble this year. He's been playing the Washington football team's finest in Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson every week. Terry McLaurin, he was in the top 15. It's about time. I feel like he's been around there for so long. He had 24.5 last week. Look, Terry McLaurin, he's wide receiver no- number one category for the rest of the year moving forward. But something to keep an eye I mean, I mean, I mean, I say that, but like Alex Smith throwing the ball makes me a little nervous. But is I he mean, throwing the ball now? Yeah, it's Alex Smith. He came back last week. So I mean, look, Terry McLaurin, he's wide receiver number one. But like, you should keep it. It's kind of touch and go this week with Alex Smith coming back. But Antonio Gibson, he had twelve point five last week. He's questionable this week. Uh, could be a tough break because Antonio Gibson, he's really a difference maker out there. He definitely had a slow week. Uh, he definitely had a slow start to the season, um, being that rookie running back. But um, with Terry McLaurin, which is, you know, a guy who has proven people wrong in year two, um, obviously with Alex Smith finally back from injury, it's great to see someone back like that. But he is going to go up against the number three overall pick, Jeff Akuda. Um, it's going to be a really interesting matchup, two young talents. Um, let me kind of add on to what you said about Antonio Gibson, um, the fourth round pick out of Memphis. Um, didn't get the bulk of the carries. Um, it was kind of split up in that weird backfield in Washington. Um, he had six for 20. He had a touchdown, so his numbers got inflated with that. Um, he also had three for 35 in the passing game. Um, I like him this week, though. Detroit doesn't have a good rushing defense, and, you know, if he plays, he's definitely a start. You know, projected 16 points. Um but yeah, no, he's had solid numbers all year. He has 22 receptions for 182 yards on the season. Um, I think they're trying to Ron Rivera is trying to get him more involved into the passing game because they see his ability outside the tackles and after contact. All right, Ed, moving on. Bucks versus Panthers. You know, the Panthers record doesn't show, but they're a high-powered offense, and I'm really high on them this week. But if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, you you had a great week last week. He had 30-plus points. The bad news is he's probably out again this week. But what that means is if you own Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Mike Davis, who I own, I need a running back, so thank God he's going to play this week. This Bucks passing defense is brutal. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Mike Davis, they're, they're all good for 10-plus points every week. Um... Teddy Bridgewater had 30 points last week. Who would have thought Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater is currently ranked 11th among QB rankings. You know, I mean, but I mean, he's outperformed expectations this year against and going up against a brutal Bucks passing events when he had 30 points last week. You know, I like all those guys for the 
for the Panthers. I really do. Talk about Robbie Anderson, too. He's number 10. He had 15.3 points last week. You know, he's a walk in 15 points every week. So I definitely think that Robbie Anderson is going to get more of the attention because DJ Morris had two down weeks, Mm -hmm. um, two receptions in the last two weeks um, in each game. So it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be shadowed. Um, Obviously, the Bucs don't have a great secondary so it could potentially be a field day for Teddy Bridgewater. So it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, and um, moving on to the Bucks, you know, Antonio Brown he had three catches for thirty-one yards last week. He didn't have the uh, he didn't have the week that we thought he would have. But I mean, I mean, I I mean, I don't know. I think that was a modest week one back for him. But look, Chris Godwin's still hurt. Mike Evans hasn't been what he's been. Um, I don't know. I'm really this Bucks defense. This bu- sorry, this Bucks offense confuses me because they have all these great weapons and yet none of them are producing. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Antonio Brown has a big week. You know, I just feel like it's going to come at some point because he's the most talented of all those guys on that roster. Out of the three star quote unquote receivers that the Buccaneers have, with Tom Brady, the ultimate goat, throwing all of them the ball. Um, Obviously, it was a poor week for their entire team. They got blown out by the Saints. Um, so we were right last week about Marshawn Lattimore. He is the real deal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the most points that either wide receiver had last week was 10 by Mike Evans, um, a guy that's, you know, barely surviving in the top 20 for wide receiver PVR rankings. He's got to um, be one of the most overrated fantasy players of all time. Every year, he's so overrated. I think he's had better better days, better days, Raider. But, um, yeah, I mean, Chris Godwin, you never know if he's going to play. Um, he's a guy that I'm not starting this week. I'm starting Brandon Ayuk over him. I think he just has more upside right now. And it sucks because Chris Godwin was going in rounds two to three. So it's unfortunate. Is Brandon Ayuk off the COVID list now? Yes, he is. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. Uh, I was scared for his well-being. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the last thing I want to touch on, these Bucks running backs, I never know what to think. I mean, Ronald Jones is still in the top 15 for fantasy running backs. He's 13th despite only having 4.8 last week. But uh, I don't know what to think because it's like one week Bruce Arians likes Fournette, one week he likes Ronald Jones. You know, I've got burned so many times by Ronald Jones this year. Like when I don't play him, he gets 25. When I play him, he gets two points. So, uh, yeah. If you want to play Russian roulette, play one of those guys. All right, Ed. Our hometown team, the Philadelphia Eagles, are taking on the hated New York Giants. Um, You know, Carson Wentz has no more excuses at this point. The Eagles are healthy, with the exception of Miles Sanders being questionable. Alshon Jeffrey's going to play. You know, he's going to – and Zach, well, Zach Ertz is out, but, like, who gives a shit? Like, Zach, Zach Ertz is as overrated as they come. But – his options are going to be Dallas Goddard, Jalen Rager, Alshon Jeffries coming back, and, you know, wide receiver number one in fantasy, Travis Fulgham. Nobody has had more yards since Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham is the best wide receiver the Eagles have had since Deshaun Jackson in his prime in, I would say, 2010, 2011. Like, this is the best wide receiver group the Eagles have had, all healthy for one week. Since the early 2000s, since the Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin days, all these guys, like, they're all studs, you know, any of them could go off this week. And yeah, I mean, obviously it's even more intriguing considering all these guys have had very unique paths to where they're at today. 
Alshon's back. I mean, he's an old slump, but if you want to stash him on your bench, go ahead. I'm not starting him. I'm not – I don't have him on my roster. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey is currently owned in 8% of the league, so – that's, Go after it. That's Go ahead. More, that's, that's more than I thought, honestly. Yeah. Um, Ed, do the Giants have a prayer in hell in winning this game? No. Yeah, even though they're at home, I mean, maybe they'll show up. But, I don't even um, think they have fans in the stands either, too. No. But um, another guy that, you know, has had pretty good weeks since coming back from injury in week seven um, is Sterling Shepard, 18, 15, 12. Um, he's been pretty good. Getting a lot of targets, 8, 10, and 8 in the past three weeks. He's a guy, you know, he's very versatile. You never know what you're going to expect with Sterling Shepard. Um, he might be the only receiver I'm starting in my lineup. That's if he plays because he's, he's questionable. So we'll see what happens. And if you're a Carson Wentz owner and he doesn't have at least 20 points for you with all these guys healthy for him, Plus, Miles Sanders in the backfield, if he plays opening up things for the passing game, you should be really concerned. Carson Wentz should and better have a big week this week. He currently is sitting at 12 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. So if that ratio <laughs> does not turn positive by what a the end of the week, what a joke. then I will say it, Dak Prescott's better than Carson Wentz if Wentz can't break out of the slump he's been. So it's been... It's been tough because Wentz hasn't had the targets. Um, obviously, Fulgham emerged and has been very beneficial. Travis Fulgham, I believe, has the highest quarterback passer rating when being thrown to. So this guy has been unbelievable. He's almost a guy that I want to trade for, um, just considering his upside. Um, the guy already has 435 yards receiving, four touchdowns. Um, you know, frankly, he's only played – you know, five weeks. So, you know, he had 19. He had rounding up to 20 points in week eight at Dal- or against Dallas. Um, coming off fresh with the bye. Um, expect Travis Fulgham to have a big week. All right, Edward. Packers versus Jaguars. How are we feeling about this one? I think it's very interesting. You know, you got James Robinson, Aaron Jones. Yeah, you have a lot of guys. Um, Aaron Rodgers has moved into the top five unexpectedly um obviously the last three weeks he's put up big numbers uh four touchdowns at houston three touchdowns versus minnesota and then four touchdowns against richard sherman and that san francisco secondary so let's see if it'll continue to light the torch of against these defenses um the jags defense is interesting you know they signed Sidney jones and he ends up doing pretty well for them but um you know, I think Rodgers is a start. He's in start territory, projected 24.4 points. You know, I think he continues his streak. And you know why he's going to continue his streak? A man named Devontae Adams. Now, Devontae Adams, he has had over 100 points in the last three weeks. He's wide receiver number two in NFL PPR Fantasy, despite not playing in three games this season. He's unbelievable. And, you know... He's also their only option, too. You know, people criticized the Packers for not drafting a wide receiver early. You know, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have shown that that, that 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 does not matter. And expect Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers to get even better because Aaron Jones, one of the one of the most elite running backs in the NFL, he came back last week. He had a modest 12 points. I think he had like six points on the first drive. But 
he's he's only going to get better as the season goes on. So that's going to open things up for the passing game. It's going to look at Rob Tanyan had a down week. He had 1.5 last week. Uh, that could, if you have Rob Tanyan, that could open up something for him too. But yeah, Aaron Jones adds a lot of possibilities to this team. He opens a lot of things up. And on the Jaguars side of the ball, I mean, I feel like we say this every week, you know, Keelan Cole and LaVishka Chenault, they're solid borderline flex plays. They're they're probably good for like 10 points every week. But, but I mean, the guy who's been the real difference, difference maker for this offense is James Robinson. You know, he's an unha- how did this guy go undrafted? He's running back number four in the NFL. He had 15.9 points last week. And especially with Jake Ludden throwing the ball in Jacksonville now with Gardner out, um, James Robinson's really all they got right now. Also, Devontae Adams has had 49 targets in the past four weeks since coming back from injury. Um, it's incredible. So, will he get another 10 targets? Yes. We'll see. Yes, he will. He's a god. Oh, All right, Ed. <laughs> this is my quarterback. <laughs> All right, Eddie's favorite matchup of the week. We got the Chargers versus the Dolphins. Uh, Justin Herbert to Tagovailoa, the showdown of the top 10 quarterback draft picks. Uh Man, all these quarter, all these rookie quarterbacks have been great this year, man. Yeah, totally. I mean, Tua obviously had a big bounce back week last week, um, but this man, Justin Herbert, obviously, is now in the top ten. He is currently ranked number ninth amongst quarterbacks. I've been waiting for the day that he is now announced into the top ten. Um, he's been absolutely incredible. Um, had a pretty average twenty six points to say the least. Um, he's been very, very <laughs> average good. 26 points. It just shows how good he is. Yep. Uh, recording at least two touchdowns a game, um, since week four. So it's incredible. This guy, I mean, I have no comment. You just see this guy play. He is 100% better than Joe Burrow. He has a stronger arm. He's able to make more difficult throws. This guy is a ceiling quarterback. Joe Burrow can't, you know, make those deep throws that, Justin Herbert's making on tape. Um, it's inevitable, and obviously when you're throwing the ball to Keenan Allen, one of the most consistent wide receivers in the game. He's currently ranked wide receiver 7, uh, 20 points in the last three weeks. You know, he's obviously Herbert's favorite target. I mean, why not? 13 targets at Jacksonville, 8 targets at Denver, and 11 targets versus the Las Vegas Raiders. So, obviously, Keenan Allen's taking – advantage of his targets obviously because Herbert's throwing him good balls so what can't you love about Justin Herbert man and obviously that backfield for San, I almost said San Diego for Los Angeles is a clusterfuck who do you have Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson I mean these guys are all ranked outside the top 30 I mean you never it's running back by committee at this point Austin Eckler hasn't seen the field and I think the first two weeks yeah, of the season. Yeah, talk so about a fantasy rough. bust. Austin Eckler was going first round in some leagues. But I think it's fair to say that Justin Herbert has revived Keenan Allen's fantasy value. Um, I don't, dude, You are you really ready to say he's better than Joe Burrow? Like, are we really, like, I think it's a little early to make that proclamation. Yes. You think he's better than Tua after just two weeks? Are you ready to say that? Is Herbert better than Tua? Yeah. I mean, yes, he's played. Tua's more. only played two weeks, though. Like, how can you say somebody's? How can you say that? Like, like, dude, these guys have all played combined like fifteen NFL games. From a skill standpoint, Justin Herbert is the best quarterback in this draft it's class. I think it's Tua. I just Watch the tape. Well, he's making ridiculous throws on the run, routes that 
offensive playbooks or offensive coordinators will just eliminate. You know, he's making on-the-run fade balls that are on the money. You know, obviously, no disrespect to Joe Burrow or Tua, but I think, personally, Justin Herbert is a real deal. Um, But obviously, time will tell. From a skill set perspective, yeah, you could easily make the case that he's more talented than Joe Burrow. But Tua, dude, you I don't know if you can make that from a straight skill set perspective. Like, I think Tua has the best skill set. I just think, I don't know, I think it's a little early to say that, like, Justin Herbert is the best quarterback in this draft class. Raiders versus Broncos. A guy I love, Darren Waller. He just does it all. I mean, he is, he only, he's just, he's a walk in 10 points every week. He had 13.2 last week. Um, It's good because, you know, he makes up for uh the mediocre wideout trio of Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, and Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar is wide receiver number one for the Raiders. Who would have thought? But Eddie's got Josh Jacobs. <laughs> Henry Ruggs, I haven't heard of her. So, um, yeah, he's irrelevant. Josh Jacobs, obviously, he's more of a floor guy. You know, he's going to get your solid 12, 13, 14 points. Um, but when this guy gets the carries um, – you know, he's due for big weeks, but it's been very frustrating as a Josh Jacobs owner, considering that I passed up on Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, it's really starting to bite me in the ass week after week. <laughs> I didn't know that. What, what did, what did, you drafted Josh Jacobs fifth and Kamara went sixth? He went like eighth or ninth. How did Kamara league. go eighth or ninth? That's crazy. I don't know. He went to Halpern, so I mean... You know, 14 for 65, averaging 4.6 yards a carry and a touchdown. Um, You know, Josh Jacobs is a guy that doesn't really see a lot of action in the passing game. You know, week nine at L.A. um, against the Chargers, he had one reception. So it's like he has to really score touchdowns, and he also has to get a lot of yards on the ground. So it's tough. It's been very disappointing being a Josh Jacobs owner, but somehow he is running back 10. So, you know, with – you know, a bulk of the season left. You know, you see who they play. They play the Jets. They play Atlanta. They play Denver. So it's only time will tell with Josh Jacobs. I think he has a chance. He has, I mean, being if you're in the top 10, you have a legitimate chance to stay within the top 10. Um, so he's a guy, you know, it's tough. It's he's a tough. solid fantasy running back, but he's not what we thought he was. But guys who have been surprising this year, pleasantly surprising is – you know, Drew Locke in this wide receiving core. All those guys are flex guys. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton, K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy. You can make a case to play all those guys at the flex. And Drew Locke, he's only the 29th best fantasy quarterback. But, like, those... He's also been injured. Yeah, too. he's also been injured, too. But, like, Drew Locke's looked good recently. And, you know, you can make a case for all three of those guys to have, you know, spots on your roster. Totally. Um, obviously, Drew Locke had his big breakout game... Uh, You know, he did throw the ball 48 times. He's thrown the ball over 40 times in the past three weeks. So if you're a fantasy owner, you're loving this out of Drew Locke. I mean, it's insane. But um, Jerry Judy, questionable this week, had his big breakout week last game against at Atlanta. Um, Obviously, Atlanta's passing defense is very poor. But, you know, he took advantage of it. He was making defensive backs look silly. You saw that deep ball where he put his arm up. Really fooled the cornerback and then came right back. He had a great route, scored the touchdown, um, had 25.5 last week. Um, He's not starting at my flex this week, um, considering that I have Antonio Gibson. But if Antonio Gibson doesn't play, 
I'm starting Judy at my flex. Very high on him. Yeah, it's pretty hard to not be high on Jerry Judy. The guy showed, The guy is just so talented. And I'm really high on Deshaun Hamilton and K.J. Hamler, too. K, K, K.J. Hamler's been good. All right, moving on. Seahawks versus Rams. Um, You know, this is a little... <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to think about this matchup. The Seahawks defense might be, like, the worst in the NFL, you know? Um, you know, before the bye, the week before the bye, he was on bye last week. Rob Woods had 28 points, you know? Him and Cooper Cup are probably going to eat this week. You know, I'm putting Rob Rob Woods in my lineup. Holy crap, that's a great idea. Because you're playing the Seahawks, you know. Anybody can get points against the Seahawks. Jared Goff can get good fantasy points against the Seahawks, you know. Their secondary is so bad, despite having Jamal Adams, who... Jamal Adams, I saw him getting heated with Pete Carroll on the bench. I mean, I don't know. Despite being such a good team, they're such a bad team at the same time. Like, Josh Allen picked them apart. And... Obviously, you know, you got DK Metcalf, wide receiver number three, Tyler Lockett. All those guys are good, Ed. Yeah, so it seems like whoever has the good week, the other receiver has the bad week. But that that broke the mold last week because it's been back-to-back. Yes, it did. I'm pretty sure it broke the mold. Lockett had under 10 points in the past two weeks. He had a modest eight points. Meanwhile, DK Metcalf... The week that Tyler Lockett had, oh, I see. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, Yeah, so four point three when Lockett had the fifty plus points, and the last two weeks Metcalf has put up insane numbers. I mean, um, seven for one hundred eight and a touchdown, twenty four, and then twelve for one sixty one and two touchdowns. I wonder if those guys are friends. It seems like they can just never coexist. Fantasy. It's it's like either one of them's going off or one of them's having a I know Wilson. It seems like Russell Wilson picks out of the hat to see who's going to have the better game. All right, uh, it's unfortunate that both can't have good weeks, but you know, until then, prove me otherwise. Bengals versus the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, he's questionable this week. You know, there was a lot of funny memes with Ben Roethlisberger coming back from the dead last week to get the W. But James yeah. Conner, <laughs> but I, I I don't know why I said dub, W is so funny, but Ed, James Conner, I mean, you know. Bad week last week. But he's still <laughs> running back number 12. Gio Bernard, he's been a sneaky play recently because, <laughs> yeah, he's been a sneaky play because Joe, Joe Mixon's been out, and Joe Mixon might not play this week, but don't play any Bengals running backs this week. Joe Mixon is one of the most inconsistent running backs in the he's league. He's just always hurt. That's he had that thing. forty point game and everyone's yeah. like sucking him off and now you know he's been injured. But um guy I'm impressed with. Tyler Boyd. Obviously, all right, Tyler Boyd, the pit product has been absolutely insane. Um, you know, they have a lot of options. Joe Burrow has a lot of options to pick from and to see Tyler Boyd really emerge, um, you know, it's nothing that we weren't expecting. He's had, you know, better years. So he had he had nineteen point six last week, so that was definitely good to see. Yeah, Chase Claypool on the other hand, um, you know he had thirteen targets last week. Starting to come back a little bit. Dallas defense. Um, so after that zero point eight point game at Tennessee, you know he's really put together two solid weeks, thirteen and fifteen. So we'll see if he'll be able to, you know, put up more in week ten. Yeah, I um. You know, I think it's good to see Juju come back a little bit too because Deontay Johnson was kind of throwing a wrench into Juju and Chase Claypool a little bit. But, um, 
yeah, he had 21 points last week. You know, you know, he started off so slow. He had bad week sixes and seven, but you know, in the last three weeks, he's had just over 40 points. So that's good to see from Juju. Um, you know, I think Chase Claypool and Juju are guys that have to be in your lineup. You know, I think they can. I think they're starting to develop a string of good weeks in a row, and the consistency's been there recently. So, I. I mean, yeah. I mean, this Bengals defense is nothing special. You know, James Conner's a good play too, but we'll see if Big Ben plays because that a lot of their value hinges on that. I would. Yeah, I totally agree. I think. Um... Obviously, keep DeAndre Johnson out of that start category. Um, if you really are desperate, you might need to start him at the flex. But, you know, he's a guy that, you know, he had 29 at Tennessee. Weeks where, you know, Claypool had less than a point. Juju had a mediocre week. So, he's kind of, like you said, he's the wrench to these Steeler wide yeah. receivers. <laughs> um, but obviously, if you own him, you know, kudos to you. I remember that one week where he had he went off and uh, Chase Claypool had like zero point eight points. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was going up against a guy that started Deontay Johnson and ultimately <laughs> lost for the week. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, All right, 49ers versus Saints. Mike Thomas came back last week. You know, he you know despite ten points. Yeah, he had ten points. Um, you would like to see him get more against the Bucks. You know, the Bucks passing defense is brutal, but you know a guy who. Never disappoints me. Alvin Kamara, he only had 15.6 last week, but, like, he's just so good. He's just so good. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Alvin Kamara, like, he's he's just such a beauty, you know. And old man Drew Brees, he still gets it done, you know. He pulled further away from Tom Brady for the all-time passing touchdown record. He had 24.8 last week, but if you've got, you know, any Saints uh, skill player, he's questionable, so that's something to keep an eye on. But, I mean... What, I guess, if you've heard, it's, it's the Taysom Hill show, which I would love to see. I would love to see the Taysom Hill show next week. That'd I be mean, electric. <laughs> the unpopular start would be Jameis Winston, but obviously Ugh, they yeah, could I use for- some help. They could use some Taysom Hill magic if you have Jameis Winston throwing them the ball. So Well, it's also if Drew Brees is out, Taysom Hill's playing time is going to get, like, tripled. <laughs> Was Taysom Hill fantasy relevant I wonder how many last points- week? Yeah, I mean... He's technically a quarterback, right? He's listed as a tight end. Oh wow! Wait, scroll, scroll down, scroll down for a sec. For a tight end, <laughs> pretty good numbers: fourteen point five and ten. Is Taysom okay. Hill fantasy relevant? I mean, he's had twenty four points in the last two weeks. Might have to see. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, this is this is a boring matchup. I mean, <laughs> nothing good. The, the, <laughs> yeah, big big yawns over here. Um, 49ers, they're just so hurt. Right, it's a dude. It sucks that Raheem Mostert went down. I was excited to see how he would be, and he he looked great when he was playing. It's a shame, man. It's a shame. And yeah, I mean, the only guy that's been healthy is Jarek McKinnon. He's literally holding the 49ers together, putting the entire team on his back. Um, how frustrating must it be to draft George Kittle in like the top thirty and have him come back, have him be hurt, come back, have a couple good weeks, tease you, then just boom out for the season? Yeah, I mean, even a guy like Debo Samuel that was going, you know, in the fifth, sixth round, most people were drafting him at the flex like I did. Um, obviously, a guy that I actually am very excited for. Um, a guy that Jake used to own before he dropped is Brandon Ayuk, should never the have talent him. out of Arizona State. Um, Last two weeks, obviously, didn't play because of COVID in week nine. 
But, you know, 17.5 points in week seven at New England. And he took advantage against Seattle. He had 23. So he's a guy that I love this week. I'm starting him at my wide receiver, too. He's projected 14 points. Um, he is a difference maker. Oh, yeah. All right, Ravens versus Patriots. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I wish we could skip this game. You know, we talked about how frustrated you would be drafting George Kittle high. Talk about drafting Mark Andrews high. You know, he has been so inconsistent, so choppy this year. And he, I got him. He went before Darren Waller in our league. You know, thank God, dude, because George Kittle went, Zach Ertz went, Travis Kelsey went, then Mark Andrews went, and then Darren Waller just fell to me. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, he's a running back. He's he's a running back. He is. He's a running back. Um, he's having trouble, you know. He doesn't get the ball to anybody. And Hollywood Brown, he's 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 average at best, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you just better hope Lamar Jackson throws touchdown passes. And it's frustrating, too, because, like, you have all these great running backs who just aren't fancy relevant because they cut into each other's carries and Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, and Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram, two years ago, he was a top five running back, so it's just it's nuts, man. I mean, it's amazing to me how bad this Ravens offense is for fantasy because they should be so good. Like, why isn't Hollywood Brown better? Why isn't Will Snead better? Is it Lamar Jackson? Like, I don't get it. So, I mean, I can definitely answer why the Ravens running backs have been horrific this season it's because Lamar Jackson has been getting running back like carries um 16 in week eight and 13 in week nine um those are pretty good numbers for a rushing quarterback um 16 for 65 because he's a running back (laughs) (laughs) but also at the same time he's going 19 for 23 with an 82 percent completion percentage not bad um it's kind of crazy how he had 20 points despite not having a passing touchdown in week nine. Since, but Eddie, so other than week one where he threw for 275 yards, since then, the most he's thrown for is 208. So you, you got to rely on his running. And, um, yeah, and they're playing, yeah, and they're playing the Patriots. Do we like anybody on the Patriots? I don't. <laughs> I mean, if you're desperate, start Cam Newton. Um, obviously, you're not starting Julian Edelman. A guy that... You know, is getting, you know, when he gets the carries, he's questionable this week. When he gets the carries, he's the guy. I mean, Damian Harris at 16 points week eight at Buffalo, 16 for 102 and a touchdown. Um, Obviously, he's been injured, you know, for a good portion of the season. Um, It's tough to really predict his value, but um, he's a guy, like, if you want to consider starting him, you know, he's a guy you should have on your bench. Um, he definitely should be owned in more than 48% of leagues just because they don't really have that guy. I mean, who do they have? Rex Burkhead? Is he fantasy relevant? No. So, like, just straight up. Is I mean, it, what's happened to Sonny Michelle? Sonny Michelle, I think he's dealing with injuries um, all year. He's he, been a guy that has dealt with injuries. He was promising last year. Outside of college. Um, you know, coming out of college, he was dealing with injuries at Georgia. But um, obviously, he's on injured reserve, ranked 77th. He's a guy that is just irrelevant. All right, Ed. Moving on. Last game of the week. Bears versus Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Eddie's boys are in this week. But uh, guy you got to talk about is Dalvin Cook. He's had like 80 points in the last two weeks. And he's he adds so many dimensions to this offense. Uh, what I'm surprised about is, though, is like, 
You have Dalvin Cook balling out, and yet Adam Thielen, he was only able to garner 5.8 points last week. That's insane to me. He is wide receiver number 15 now. Uh, how'd Justin Jefferson do last week? The last two weeks, pretty bad. Um, he had 9.4 points last week. He is the ultimate boomer bust wide receiver in this year's fantasy football season. And you would think that these guys would be doing much better. I guess Kirk Cousins is just a bad quarterback. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you would think these guys would do better with Dalvin Cook, but. I mean, Kirk Cousins is outside the top 20 for quarterbacks. Um, God, he's so bad. And, like, he's not, they're not throwing the ball so much because they have Dalvin Cook at running back. Um, but even if Cook gets hurt, Alexander Madison has proved that he can come into the workforce and really. Put on the numbers. Um, he's a talented running back. He's young. They drafted him for a reason. Yep. And one thing I want to touch on, too, is the Bears. Um, you know, Nick Foles hasn't played the greatest, but um, a guy who wanted out of Chicago, he seems to be happy now because he's getting the targets without tricky Dick Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Uh, Allen Robinson, he had 15.1 last week. He's wide receiver number nine. You know, I've always been a big Allen Robinson guy. It's good to finally see him put up the kind of numbers he deserves to put up because he is so talented. I mean, yeah, he kind of fell off after his rookie season where he had 1,400 yards receiving and 14 touchdowns with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I mean, I got nothing to say about that. He's also never had, like, an elite quarterback throwing the ball, too. And, like, the fact that Nick Foles is the best quarterback throwing the ball and he's still having the season that he's having speaks volumes to how good he is. Definitely. And um, another thing I wanted to mention earlier was about Terry McLaurin. Like, imagine that guy. He kind of fits under the role with Allen Robinson. Imagine Terry McLaurin and Allen Robinson with elite quarterback that can sling the rock because you throw it up to those guys and it's game over. You got Terry McLaurin's speed, and you have Allen Robinson's ability to go up and catch the ball. It's remarkable. So, what's the saying? Like, if only uh, with these guys. I mean, yeah, I guess if only. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what's, what's I don't know. You, I don't. If only. I'm trying to think of what saying you're looking for. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, Eddie, I have nothing else. You good? I mean. We all right, so we'll see them next week. I mean, David Montgomery? David Montgomery's been all right, yeah. Mm, he's questionable this week, RB14. He's kind of that, oh, yeah, David Montgomery is that floor guy. He's not a ceiling. Um, he's never going to have a big week for you, but he's, you know, very consistent. He had a block um, of weeks where he put up to – David Montgomery is a floor guy. Um, he's never going to have a big week. The only big week he had was in week two. He had 21 points. Um, but weeks four through eight, he put up double-digit points. He had, you know, his numbers kind of were similar. He had 10, 18, 13, and 11. So, and then he had 12 in week eight. Um, just something to mention about David Montgomery, a guy that, you know, he's proven to be the starting running back in the Bears' offense. But, you know, it all depends if he plays. Yep. Could have said it better myself, Ed. Uh, all right. That's all the time we have because we have to grind out this clip for you guys. We're, we have a lot of good stuff cooking this week. We filmed our clips a little bit differently this week, so we're excited about that. Um, once again, Thrive Fantasy, promo code NEST. Uh, big week, Masters weekend. We're I'm I'm gonna be betting with them. I bet with them every weekend. So uh, yeah, feel free to bet with them. Ed, anything else, man? Yep. Jake Raider, Edward Scissorhands, out ya. All right, peace out, guys. Have have a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs>